Hello and happy Monday. Today we get to celebrate another one of our Moment Makers journeys. We are joined by Emma, a Moment Maker with Serta Pro Painters. And this was a conversation of stories and laughter and overall bonding, if I do say so myself. It's so interesting with every conversation, I find more and more similarities with our Moment Makers. And I love getting to know everyone as we continue to navigate this remote working environment. This conversation was so energizing for me and inspirational. Together, we talk about everything you can learn just by reflecting what it means to really work hard, having pride in what you do, and how being a part of a team of genuine care makes all the difference in the world. I hope you all love this one. Let's celebrate Emma's journey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good. Starting the morning off with an exciting bang. Always. Every day in my house. <laughs> well, you're partly the start to my morning, so I think that this is going to be a good one. Uh, true. I'm very excited to be here. <laughs> good. I'm <laughs> glad. I'm excited to have you, and thank you for popping in at such short notice. Oh, no problem. I like to do the fun stuff, too. Good. Any, uh, any excuse to have some fun, really? Always. I mean, everything should be fun. Yes. How's that? How's Serta looking today? Not too bad. Pretty as it's been, I would guess. Someone's commented that there's been a lot of automated calls this morning. Not been my experience, but. So what we are doing today, um, we have this series that's called Celebrate Your Journey. And it's essentially my opportunity to sit down with our various moment makers and get to know everyone. Um, and show us all off to our listeners, our brands, uh, and those that are interested in getting to know us. So it's all about you. Um, you get to talk about yourself, which to me is a dream. (laughs) It's, It's all about you and your past experience, um, and, and your customer service experience and how You've just yourself like grown within TLS and how it's added to that experience. So I would like to begin with uh, your story up until now, how you've gotten here, everything you've done. Okay. Well, thank you very much for having me here. I'm very excited. Um, I, my career started, I guess my very first job was a paper route as many of us, I guess, start in the nineties anyway, started with a paper route and then on to babysitting. Um, I babysat probably up until grade nine. Um, and then after babysitting, I got my first job, my actual on the record paying job at a deli in a small mom and pop grocery shop. Um, which looking back afterwards, I learned just how formative and impactful that job was on forming who I am, how I, how I perceive service, how I do service, even the pace at which I work. Um, I worked, it was a mom and pop grocery store. It was owned by some old school Italian people. Um, The father of the family was the butcher in the back. So he would come in and he would do the cut of all the beef and the pork. And um, his wife looked after the deli, which is where I worked. um, And most of the front end and the husband would look after like grocery and stock and all this. And they were... They had high standards. They expected you to work hard. I didn't perceive them as exactly warm and fuzzy and friendly. Um, I mean, they had a business to run. It was just them. Every dollar, every minute counts. So they had 
I learned that perspective, I guess, from them. I wasn't a big fan of my direct boss, Enza, the wife, at first. I thought she was very hard. She had very high expectations. Learn it, learn it fast, do it. Um, looking back, I, I would go work for her all the time, any day. I would go back and work there. She taught me so much about working hard, work ethic, presentation, service. She demonstrated everything all day. She worked from before we opened. She was the last one to leave, but she was consistent all day. I learned a great deal from working under Enza, um, but it, it took me a long time to realize that she was doing me a service. She was teaching me. I didn't realize at the time that she would have such a huge and positive impact on yeah. what it means to me to like to work hard and to serve people. And I really kind of, I guess, caught the bug for it in that job. So even though I wasn't her biggest fan at first, I worked there for seven years. And since I brought my babies back to see her after having them, I would go back and visit. And the first time when she first saw my first son, she looked at me, hi, Emma, whatever. She looked at my son, her face lit up. She took him from me plunked them in her eyes and she just went, she went on doing her business. She went putting product out in the cooler with my baby in her hand, talking to our customers about my baby. So, I mean, we really, <laughs> we really formed a really great relationship through those years, but at first it was, it was hard and I didn't like it. And it was a love hate thing, but I learned that I can work hard. I can do well. And I learned the self-satisfaction of a job well done. So it, even for me, it wasn't about doing a good job for her, even though that's what she expected and she was going to be on me if I didn't. I learned for myself the self-satisfaction of doing a good job and working hard. And I got to know so many people in my town because everybody came to that deli. Sunday mornings was crazy. It was a lineup out the door all day, every day. You're cutting, slicing, packaging, serving. And we had a blast. We had so much fun on Sunday mornings. The radio would play Sunday morning oldies. So my manager and myself would be like in between chatting with customers. If we're at the slicer by ourselves, we're like rocking out to fifties and sixties tunes, having a good <laughs> laugh. It was, we had, it was so much fun. And I just, I learned and felt so many things in those seven years, but I didn't realize it at the time. And then later in my life, as I reflect, even going on job interviews and whatnot, you're asked questions about your past and, in thinking about those things, I realized just how impactful and formative that job was for me. Um, so much so that I still go back and visit. I was there two years ago and I worked there 15 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Um, so that taught me a lot. So after the deli, I moved on to, I worked at famous Tim Hortons. I did that for about five years. I was there um, and just sort of refined the efficiency in working and working fast. I learned much more about the dollars and cents of business working at Tim's. I quickly moved into leadership roles and then into assistant manager. I excelled pretty quickly in Tim Hortons up the ladder to assistant manager within my first year. I was pretty proud of myself. I was pretty excited, but I learned a lot about the inner workings of business and the dollars and cents and the labor control and just how all of these moving parts really reflect on your bottom line. Um, I was also afforded the opportunity. I don't know if you remember, Tim Hortons did a co-brand initiative with Cold Stone Creamery. Yeah. When they brought ice cream into the coffee shops. Oh, yeah. Right. So I was afforded the opportunity to go down to Arizona and be brand certified 
by Kahala, which is the company that owns Cold Stone Creamery and a bunch of other brands in the U.S. So that was a super fun experience to learn the inner workings of another brand after I just sort of familiarized myself with how business works in a franchise in Tim Hortons. And then I went and learned how the same principles can apply to another brand, but also how their experiences can be so very different. The Tim Hortons brand experience is one thing, the Cold Stone Creamery brand experience, entirely another. And then to be able to marry those under the same roof and make that the cohesive experience for a customer was challenging, but it was very fun to learn. I really enjoyed the different perspectives. I enjoyed learning another brand and seeing how they're the same, but yet so very different. Mm -hmm. That is really cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, literally you get to go to work and throw ice cream. Yes. Because Cold Stone Creamy, it's all about the show, right? It's you take the time with the customer. You're engaging hard. Like you want to make the laugh. You're doing silly things. You're flipping your spades, they were called. And yeah. Myself and one of my assistant managers, who I'm still friends with to this day, um, we were the jokesters. Like we, we were the party people. We were good, but it was always a good time when we were together. We got really good at throwing, like over a lineup of three people. Like so, I would be at the stone mixing up someone's order, and I'd get it on the spade. And my assistant manager, she'd creep to the back of the line, like nobody really suspected her there. So then That's I'm awesome. like tossing this ice cream, and I'm getting ready to throw it, but nobody knows there's someone back there to catch it. So it was the element of entertainment yeah. that you really weren't supposed to bring to Tim Hortons. It was very, you know, quick service, quick service, in and out, in and out. That's what Tim Hortons is known for. Make it great, make your connection, but in and out. Whereas yeah. Cold Stone, it's you're allowed to and expected to spend the time and make that extra connection. So being able to sort of go outside the bubble from Tim's to Cold Stone was very fun and wearing two hats at the same time. On one mm-hmm. end of the store, I'm wearing the Cold Stone hat, and I'm on the other end of the store, I'm looking wearing a Tim Hortons hat. It's really it's funny you bring that up, or that you mentioned Cold Stone or that entertainment value. So my mom and I were just talking the other day because we did a trip to Dubai in 2018, and like I've been to Cold Stone in Florida and various mm-hmm. places, but I've never really seen the show. Um, when we were in Dubai, we went to a location somewhere and um it was like that's one of our favorite memories because it was the two gentlemen working and it was being flung across the store into a cup and all this stuff and like it was the coolest thing i have 10 minutes worth of videos of just seeing all this happening because i'd never seen it before it's a and it was so experience it's such an experience yeah and you're immersed in it you know you don't expect ice cream to go flying over your head and you don't right. expect them to catch it. No, <laughs> I know they expect if it's going to get thrown, someone's going to drop it. Right. No, we practice. We made little tinfoil balls and we would oh. practice like behind, like if we were both on break or like if I was on break and she was starting shift, whenever we had free time, because we were all about the entertainment factor because we were yeah. accustomed to being, you know, very serious. Tim Hortons drive through time Saturday morning. Like, let's go, 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 go. Like you have to keep the things moving. And that's that's how Tim, work, Tim Hortons works. And that's fine. So to be able to sort of break free of that and like, it's okay to have a good time. Yeah. We were headfirst right in there. Put me in coach. Yes, please. Volunteered for everything. Absolutely. We want to just go play. It was so much fun, but it was interesting from a pro- professional standpoint to watch the two different entities exist under the same roof. So for mm-hmm. myself, that was a lot of good learning. I learned a lot between the deli and Tim Hortons. I really learned a lot about service, people, 
team and leadership. Which is everything you need. Of course. I mean, it's made me the fantastic person I am today. I, I believe in myself because of the experiences that I've had over time. I've done things and learned things about myself and kind of catered towards that in, mm-hmm. in my work. I'm, I'm a natural leader. I naturally serve others, take care of others, put others first. Maybe it's because how I was raised. I, mean, I give all credit to my parents. They did a fantastic job. We had a unique situation, maybe not unique, unique to some. Um, my dad had multiple sclerosis growing up and was disabled and needed a lot of help. And it wasn't, it was just, it was just a, a way of life. We just, we helped, we did things, you know, like anything, house chores. It was just expected that we would help and there wasn't anything negative about it. It wasn't do your chores and get, or get in trouble. It was, it was just help out the family. You know, we all pitch in and, and everyone moves forward. Everyone is good because everyone's doing their part. It was very collective in my family. We did a lot of things together and we did a lot of things to help my dad and support my mom. And it was just, it was just a, a way of life, a simple, a simple thing like getting into the car. Well, then I need to help my dad get to the car. I need to put the wheelchair in the back. And it's mm-hmm. just, it was just a natural, always just wait. We always had pets. There's always someone else to take care of. To me, it was just always natural. And then just sort of transferring that into, into a workforce and in, in serving it's, well, what can I do for you? And the focus is not on me. It's really the focus is on you. Sure, I'm part of it, but the, I'm not the focus of it. It's what can I do for you? How can I change something for you right now? How can I help you right now? And it's just as simple as my dad dropping something and I pick it up for him. It's right. as simple. It's just, it, it can be so simple, but have the biggest impact. And I'm just grateful for my life experiences that I feel like I learned these things in a positive way and not a forceful or a negative way. It was always just very warm and and welcoming and happy to help. Well, I just, I keep hearing so many parallels and I think it's all of this. I always believe that things happen for a reason. So it just sounds like this entire journey of yours. And I don't even know if we're at at the end of it. I don't know what's next yet, but um, it sounds like this, this entire journey every aspect happened in the succession it was supposed to and for the reason it was supposed to. And it's something that I would think makes you such a great moment maker because it is that element of genuine care and mm-hmm. not doing it with a, because you have a separate motivation. It's doing it because you care. And it's that aspect of doing what you need to do in order to get it done. And it's that balance between the experience and also in and out and balance between we got to get our work done, but we need to enjoy ourselves while we do it. And it's that work hard, play hard. Exactly. And especially at Tim's, I was definitely all about having fun. And I wanted all of the staff to know I want us to have a good time at work. Who wants to go to work and be miserable? Let's go to work. Let's have fun. Like, let's bang this out. Let's get the hype up. Let's get vibes going. Like we're doing good things here. Okay. You think it's simple. You're making coffee, put it into perspective. That is the first coffee someone's having today. Yes. You're the first person outside their house that they're seeing today. Yes. The last person that they're seeing before they go home at the end of a night shift or a long night, you do have an impact. I, I made a point to teach them that you, you might think that this is insignificant to the people that you're serving, but put yourself in their shoes a little bit. Mm -hmm. Think about their perspective a little bit. Um, And it made things fun. 
it really did. It made things fun. We would learn together. We would, I would talk about, not in a bad way, but talk about customers after they left. And I would talk to the staff and like, you made them smile by doing this. Good for you. Did you see how their face changed when you did this? Just little things. And it always made it fun. I always, I want to live in positivity. I always wanted to make everything fun um, and happy and helpful. And I also wanted to let people know that what they're doing is important. It may seem like a small thing that you're doing, but it's important. In the grand scheme of things, it is important. We're all moving towards the same goal. And everything that you're doing is part of moving towards that goal. So I always wanted to unite everybody, let everybody be included, and that up, that ups the fun. Well, I was talking to Amber about pretty much this exact same thing in how in the you don't know what someone is going through. And absolutely how in her experience, cause she also has the history with Tim's and you get, you might get that snippy customer that they haven't had their coffee. And that's unfortunately how their morning goes until they do get their coffee, but you can't stand there and take it personally because it's not you. Nope. It's, it's, it's their own thing. And you, by giving them a cup of coffee, as tiny as that is, are fixing it. <laughs> yep. Or fix it. Yep. Because you know what, Because you make a good coffee. And that person, they get back to their car and they're and they sit there and they crack it open and they have their first sip. And then, you know, that physical feeling you get from mouth to toe when you have that first sip of coffee and it's fantastic. There you go. Yeah. Like, that is a physical response that you just provided for a person. It matters. It makes sense. The other thing I used to always say, have you heard the garbage truck story of customer service? No. Okay. Maybe. You, I don't know. Possibly. Let me get into it. I'm sure if you've been in service long enough, you must have heard this. So the story goes, there is a gentleman in New York City and he is in a huge rush. He is late for a meeting. He's a big, big, important corporate guy and he's got places to go and he hails a cab and he gets in the cab and he asks the driver, okay, let's go here. Got to go fast. Da, da, da. So the cab driver's going along and he's doing his thing and this garbage truck comes out of nowhere and just cuts him off. And the taxi almost gets into an accident with this garbage truck. And so the guy, the corporate guy in the backseat, as he's getting mad, he's like, oh, that guy almost cut you off. And the taxi driver just kind of smiles and waves at the garbage truck. And he's like, all right, and just lets the garbage truck go. No reaction from the cab driver. So the guy in the backseat's like, why aren't you upset? That guy nearly killed us. It could have been so bad. And the, the cab driver was just like, yeah, but it wasn't. Could have, but it wasn't. It wasn't anything to react to. So the guy kind of learned that, you know, sometimes people are just running around looking for a place to dump their garbage, just to offload what they're feeling. It has nothing to do with you. They're just looking for a place to dump their stuff. You yeah. can't take it personal because it's not about you. You know, someone comes in for a bad day. They just want a coffee. They're disgruntled. They're mad. You know, they're whatever their problem might be, whatever issue they're going through. It doesn't have anything to do with you. Yeah. You actually, you, you have that power to make it better by just listening. That's right. And actively listening. If you can pick out one little detail and act on one tiny detail, you change their entire day. It's so powerful and it's magic. Really. It is one of my favorite examples of that. And, um, she gets tired of me using as an example, but Oriana, over on Paul Davis and uh, first on site, she, there's one call she had and he was, it was for a new lead. He was, he had some water damage and it during the call, just in passing, he mentions 
um, or he asked if there was a veteran's discount. And she couldn't answer the question, but said the office may have more information, et cetera. Um, and then they continue on for another five to seven minutes, just chatting at the very end when they're, when they're saying goodbye, she says, thank you for your service. And I'm like, it's this, it was this tiny little thing that happened 10 minutes ago. And she just, she, she engaged in that second and that genuine piece came out and it just, he, he was so caught off guard and he goes, Oh, have a great day. And it was, it's so pleasant, yeah. but it's, it is one of those active listening situations where you pick up on a tiny thing yep. and they feel seen. Exactly. That's it. They feel important. They don't feel insignificant. Yeah. Um, so if someone's coming in and, you know, they're griping about whatever it is, just don't focus on, especially if it doesn't really have anything, you know what I mean? There's certain times it's where you can like almost ignore not necessarily what they're saying, but definitely how they're saying it. And you just need to keep your smile and your positive attitude and your happy tone in the face of all of that. I was very good at kill them with kindness. Grumpy mm -hmm. people come in. I, I just, it's, I just get extra, extra for them, not over the top annoying, but just, just a little extra. Cause you know, you're not, you're not going to leave unhappy. I'm going to win this. I'm going to get you. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to let you leave just as upset as you came in. We didn't upset you, but we can certainly help make something a little better for you. We can do something. You're not yeah. going to leave with the same face you came in with. You're not going to leave feeling the same. That's, that's always what I wanted to do. It's that effect, that tiny little change. Cause I've been on the side of the other side of the coin where I'm in a bad mood. I go to get a coffee and somebody's just super nice. They didn't say anything extra. They hit all their points. They said all their things. They performed their service as expected but they mm -hmm. just did it so nicely and it does it makes a difference it's like okay well I'm being grumpy look at this person being nice all right let me get over myself little things like that and it's so interesting too in when you have those situations and you're so quick to observe or notice when someone is is performing their service as expected but negatively versus when it's positive and you and you exit the situation and think back and go oh that was awesome mm -hmm. and it's that reflection period whereas at least for me if i'm in a situation like the service is going as expected etc but their tone is not as engaged or they're maybe very direct or snippy with their answers whatever it might be maybe they're, they're on autopilot yeah. And you, you can notice that in the moment and it just kind of pulls you out of it. Cause it's not genuine and that can exactly. be felt. That can be felt. But absolutely. when, but it's almost like when it's genuine, you don't, you don't consciously realize that it is, you're just engaged and that's happening. And then that's you right. walk away and you Afterwards. can think back and go, that was huh. excellent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's the magic of it. And that's how it should be. Right. It's like, yeah. they don't even know that it's happening in the moment but then they leave yeah. and they're still thinking about it or they feel something about it, then A plus fantastic. Joy making behaviors right there. Always, <laughs> all the time. So what happens after Tim's? Um, after Tim's, what did I do after Tim's? I, oh, I was on mat leave for a year. So I was at mm. home with baby. So wearing the mom hat, doing the mom job. Yep. Um, and then 24 I- 24-7. Yep. <laughs> Indeed. Um, and then I took a step 
out of quick service and I went into casual dining and I was an assistant manager for a Cara restaurant. I was working with Montana's and I was working with an owner group that had five locations. And so I moved around from location to location based on their staffing needs or performance needs or what have you. Um, again, huge learning opportunity. I learned how to cook on a line, which I never thought I really could do or wanted to do, but I was able to relate it to how fun drive through at Tim Hortons was. <laughs> and so when I, yes. when I kind of viewed it in the moving parts like that, it instantly sort of made sense to me and I got it and I got on pace. I got the best compliment from our head cook at the time. Um, he had said that he, he doesn't really respect management who can't do his job as good as at least, or better than him. If you can't do what he does at least as good as him, he's not going to have as much respect for you. But then he said that he respected me. I could do, I could do what he does. I could lead that line of eight guys um, wow. and call orders and pick it up and have service coming and have plates flying and everything just going smoothly. I could do it almost as good as he could. So he respected me. I was on the floor. Couldn't believe he said that. <laughs> that was a huge compliment. Well, the first time I was put on the head of the line and I was told, okay, now you're calling board. So call out this order. I stood there and said nothing because I was terrified, but I worked through it. I got there. And then a few months later, I'm getting this huge compliment from our head cook. And I was on the floor. I, wow, couldn't believe it. But again, huge learning experience because casual dining is so different than quick service. But again, principles are the same dollar cents, labor, food costs, paper costs, control your variables. So I learned much more of business. Um, and I had to pivot and adjust constantly with being moved all the time in the, you know, you know, I'd be in this town and then I'd be in this town and then I'd be in this town. So it was hard to sort of affect change and stay on top of it. The follow through became very difficult. Um, so I would come back to a restaurant four months later and be like, well, hey, where's this system that we rolled out, you know, back in March? Oh, well, that fell off when so-and-so got here. It's like, okay, well, these costs are all out of whack because this control that was put in place is now gone. Right. So it was, it was kind of hard to affect change that would stay with just the state of the company itself, the way staffing was being handled. Um, so challenges there, but I learned so much. I had so much fun in the kitchen. Um, again, just growing the skills. Um, lots and lots of learning there. Um, then I had my second son and after him, I went to a mom and pop coffee shop where I was happy to simply be counter staff, not the boss of anything, not control of anything. Um, I was happy to just sort of take a break because the restaurants was tough. It was six days a week. It was yeah. long days. It is busy. It's, it's tough. We had a lot of staffing troubles, which definitely added to the challenges. Um, so going into this other coffee shop job, I was happy to just be counter staff, but a couple of customers after a few months, they'd be like, Emma, you own this place yet? You walk around here. Like this is your thing. I'm like, Nope, I just work here. This time, I'm not the boss of anything. I'm not in control of anything. <laughs> I just work here. I'm Ask me for something. What do you need? Let me help you. Do you need to wipe your table, refill your coffee? Whatever you need, I'm here for you. I'm not in boss of control of anything. I was very happy to take that step back. But customers would sort of notice this 
natural leadership that, that I have. Um, and so if I could circle back sort of to something important that I learned at the deli was with Enza, with the Italian family, it was sense of ownership. I learned to have a sense of ownership for what I was doing. And I learned that there and I, I've carried it everywhere. Every job I've, I've taken, I get, I take on a sense of ownership for the job that I do. Like I'm here, I'm part of it. I'm not just somebody who works here. I'm, I'm part of it. I'm in it. I have a sense of ownership. I want the best for everyone. I want the best for the company. I bring that with me where I go, especially if I'm enjoying what I'm doing or the people that I'm around, then it comes out even more. So that's something that I definitely learned at that formative deli job that I, it, in my later years, I really had a good time always reflecting on that job yeah. and the fun things that have, that I've learned there. Um, but sense of ownership is definitely something that I brought from there. And then so working at this next coffee shop job when I didn't want to be in charge of anything, I just wanted to take a break from being the control freak or being in charge and being leading the way. I, just, I was happy to take the step back, but it was automatically just noticed that, hey, Emma has this. Emma does this. She's just like that. Yeah, fair enough. And I think you and I are quite similar in that sense where if something starts or there's something brewing or, or whatever it is, my brain instantly kicks into overdrive and it's like, okay, well, here's the plan. Here's what we can do, et cetera. And I've always just said, I don't need to control everything. I don't need to be the decision maker and everything. I don't need to be the manager of everything, but I want to have a seat at the table. A hundred percent. I agree. I very, I word it this way. Um, I'm a half a control freak, so I don't need, <laughs> I don't need to be in control of everything all the time, Yeah, but I want to see at the table. I want a hand in the cookie jar. I want a voice. I want some decision. I want some power. I'm an awesome second. If I'm not in control, let me be second yeah. or third. I'm awesome that way. I'm great. I don't mind being managed. I can manage others. I don't mind being led. I can lead others. So a balance on both sides. I'm fine with that. I don't need to be in control, but yeah. Do I want to be part of it? Do I want to be in it? hundred percent. Yes. Put me in, please. Yeah. A big part of my education was around people just in the workplace. Um, it was a very glorified HR diploma, but, uh, it was, there's a lot around intrinsic and extrinsic motivators. And one of the, my favorite people really to work with are those that are motivated by just adding value because it's so easy to to align you may not agree on what's being discussed but the fact that you both just want to come to a solution that's the best kind of people to work with absolutely i agree i agree because you're not always going to know what specific thing is going to motivate some specific individual but if you can sort of inspire yeah. their motivation by let's say getting to a solution that's the inspiration right so if you can inspire someone to solve a problem get to a solution then their motivation will kind of automatically kick in um, for sure i yep i also learned the big key of when working with a team you know the very simple of everybody knows the goal everyone knows our our destination everyone knows where we're headed and all the steps that we're going to take to get there everyone's all on the same page we all know what we're doing and we all know how we're going to do it. If something is in the way, we're going to work to remove it. If you don't know how to do it, we're going to teach you how. If you don't know what to do, we're going to show you what to do. 
We're going to remove all of those roadblocks, get everybody on the same page with the same clear vision of where we're going, why, and what it might look like when we get there. Well, yeah, I was talking to Kelly last week from Magic Bubbles about similar in that it's very unique when you have that experience of everyone in the same room knows exactly what you're going through, what you're doing, what page everyone's on. And that's exactly what our brands go through with, with all of our chats and our experiences and our interactions. Only those people in that room of Certa Pro in your case, know what you experience. We all have similarities across the brands, but only Certa knows Certa. That's right. So it's a unique experience in that. It is for sure. What happens, <laughs> answering all of my questions throughout, this is cool. Um, what happens after your second baby? I stayed home for five years, stay home wow. mommy, five years. So I had my second son when my first son was six. So my first was in school. And so I was at home with my second. Um, and then we moved towns in 2017. So I was home from 2016. We moved in 2017 to where we are now. Um, and I was afforded the opportunity to be able to stay home with the family. Um, we also have, we are a multi-generational home. I have my mother-in-law and my brother-in-law that live with us. Um, and my mother-in-law does have some health needs. Um, and so I have become a part-time caretaker for her as well, while my brother-in-law and my husband work. So during those five years, I was looking after my baby, Uh, looking after mom while um, she was having her health issues. She's much better now. She's come a long, long way. So that's really, really good to see. Um, So again, a lot of selflessness and a lot of service at home, uh, working hard. Um, And then COVID. So that was fun. And then it was getting time where I was bored and I I wanted more. I don't want to just be the mom. I have more to offer. I, I, you know, I I have other hats that I can wear and they fit me nicely and I would like to (laughs) dust them off. Um, and so it was time to go back to work, but, you know, family obligations and the state of the world as it is, I wasn't exactly excited about going out into public service in that same capacity. Um, and so I started searching for opportunities to work at home and I found this beautiful, fantastic, warm, welcoming, loving, united company in TLS. And I'm so pleased and touched that I have found this company, it's unheard of. This The vibe that I explain when I talk about the company that I work for, no one else has that, that I've spoken to in my family, my friends, they don't feel the same about their job at all. I feel blessed to have these feelings, this opportunity, this united group of people that want success for everyone, want success for me. And the yeah. people, the people in TLS are the best part of TLS. They set the mood, they set the scene, they set the stage. You guys are you're there for us. You create a feeling. And it's something that I have not. A stark contrast from what I felt working at the deli. Um, so, <laughs> it's, it is so warm and welcoming. I, I would talk my husband's ear off and my mother's ear off. I'm like, I can't, like, it's just so nice. And everyone's just so supportive. And they make me feel like it's all about me. I'm They're here for me. And how can they make me feel be better and do better and and feel better about any kind of situation. I've never felt that in any company. So I'm very excited to be working with TLS. I love it. Um, 
No, I've, I've always felt the same way since I started. I had a very, I don't know if it's unique, but different opportunity because before TLS, I worked as a franchisee with College Pro Window Cleaning. So I have experienced TLS in the past as a franchisee receiving leads and everything. And so I always had those like preconceived notions of, oh my gosh, stop calling me. I don't want another complaint or I don't want this or or whatever it might be. Right. And then Mm -hmm. you step into this world and it's this whole new appreciation and the, the level of patience and inclusion and consideration and compassion and just all this stuff that's grown since being a moment maker just by being a part of this. Yes. It's insane. It is. It is. It is such a feeling. It is gratifying. It's inspiring. It I've, I've never felt so good about a company that I have. I've been excited about companies and brands that I've worked for, but not like this, this feels different. This company feels different and it's attributed to all the people that make TLS what it is. It really, people are the best and worst of every job in every situation. It all comes down to people and TLS lives and breathes that. TLS understands that, demonstrates it every day. People yeah. are at the core of everything that we do. Human interaction is, is what makes, you know, customer experience an experience. It's what makes it great. 100%. So this may answer this question, but what does motivate you? every morning to come to work? It's a little bit selfish. I myself just like to talk to people and do a good job and help people. So again, just in my nature, what can I do to help today? Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, it's what um, I coined with Mary Manana to be selfishly selfless. <laughs> oh, that's so good. good. I yeah. have felt so awkward about saying, you know, when people are like, well, why do you do customer service? Well, because I like it because it makes me feel good. Yeah. I do customer service not because it's about you, because it's about me and it makes me feel good, but in demonstration and service in action is all about other people. But it's like, a, it's self-serving that I do that. If I didn't feel yeah, good, it makes you this, feel good to help people. Exactly. So yeah, selfishly selfless is a fantastic way to word it. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. I agree with that hundred um, percent. Also just personal growth and professional development. I just, I want to do well. I want to exceed. I've done certain things in the past. Um, and I kind of want to do the same type of thing again with TLS. I, in Tim Hortons, I moved quickly from counter staff to supervisor, to supervisor trainer, to assistant manager, to operations manager. And I've kind of got the same flow started here, but I'm very happy to not expedite it, but, you know, do it effectively and efficiently in the way that best serves me and best serves the company. So I'm not looking to race up the hill. I want to take all of the appropriate steps and do it properly and be successful up the hill, not just race up the hill. And there's so many you things want to, to do. Oh, of course. Always, always never too old to learn. Like I cruise YouTube and watch documentaries and learn things about things that I will probably never need to deal with, but it's just, I want useless information. I just a little sponge. I want to know about things. When my fan furnace broke, I learned how furnaces work with my husband. We tried to troubleshoot. So like, we spent a weekend and we learned got a furnace question ask maybe I can like (laughs) it's just go down these holes of just random information and random knowledge and that's just something that I do random sidebar but Amazon I think it's prime video has um it's called the secret life of the cruise and it's behind the scenes of how a cruise ship operates for a 
seven day cruise. And it is fascinating, alarming at how much food, but fascinating. (laughs) Those, yeah, those kitchens on those gigantic cruise ships, just, they baffle me. Like I, yeah, I've worked in a kitchen I can see, but on that scale, huge, there's one piece spoiler for anyone that might watch it, but there's one piece about the the gentleman that does all the ordering beforehand and, and handles all of the food going onto the ship before it sets sail. And there's something of like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pineapples. And this order comes and he's also the, the quality assurance person. And so this order of pineapples arrives and there's one that's just not good. And it's mm-hmm. a little bit mushy and he goes, there's one bad, we send the whole thing back. So within two hours, he sent these skids of Mm. pineapples back and they've delivered a brand new order of however many they needed. And I'm like, one, that's excellent business. Yes. (laughs) Two, I hope those pineapples got somewhere that they could be reused. (laughs) Yeah. Probably someone with slightly lower standards. Like, oh, one's bad. We'll just throw the one. We'll still take it. It's just one, one bad apple. Don't spoil the bunch. Yeah, I know. It all, I guess it's perspective, right? It all depends on how you look at it. But I mean, I've been in similar similar situations receiving orders um, at Tim's and with Montana's. You have to check it when it comes in. You got to check it off, make sure you got everything that you ordered. When you're placing mm-hmm. the order, that's another challenge because forecasting, you have to educated guess as to what's going to happen into the future, which can be tricky. You can have all kinds of data and information to back you up, but you also need to know what's you know coming up locally that could have an impact on you. Yeah, all the fun sure. things about business that I've learned. What is what would be your favorite part of business in terms of like a metric or on paper versus customer service? I guess it, I mean numbers metrics numbers falling in line and in where they should be. That's exciting. It all depends on the situation. Is what those metrics are, where they need to be, or where they need to move, what they need to look like. So just hitting those goals. That's exciting. Um, putting in systems and controls to sort of shift those numbers, being analytical, identifying what is throwing this number off, what can we do about it? What is causing this to go off? What can we do about it? Putting the systems, the controls, the checks in place to deal with those things and then watching those numbers come in line, satisfying. You sound like my mom, she's an accountant by trade. (laughs) Very passionate about balance. (laughs) Yeah, and it's not, I wouldn't, I always, okay, here, labor, especially with Tim Hortons, I poured over it. I would work on schedules for hours at home um, because it's a balance between like your cost of business versus your sales coming in. You have to have that balance because you only have certain variables that will affect your dollar, your bottom line. And so learning how to manipulate those variables or how, especially at Tim's training people to do certain specific positions so you can have aces in their places could mean one ex- one less person that you need to have on the floor. So you're saving all that labor. Yeah. So it sure. was it was a fun puzzle in that sense. I enjoyed labor scheduling for that sense because I liked the puzzle of it. Um, generally, numbers are not my thing. Generally, not great, but I've learned to work with them in the ways that serve what I do like to do. So numbers in relation to what I do like and what I am doing. Okay, fine. I'll deal with them because you're coming from a very analytical standpoint. That's why you like to put them yeah. together. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because it paints a picture for me and the picture is actually what I'm interested. The numbers are just the tools to see the picture. Yes. But the picture is what I want to see. That makes sense. Yeah. So what has been a highlight so far in everything you've done? And if you can't pick 
one, top three. <laughs> you know, I can't pick one. Pick it, like pick a day. I read every day. It's so exciting. <laughs> it is. It's all. It's all been positive. It's all been positive. Um, a highlight. I'll probably go with my my favorite call so far. Um, we I had a caller who had uh, he had a very simple question, and I was able to answer that question within the first minute of the call. Um, and it was a complaint call. He had he was having an issue, um, but the reason for his call that day, I had answered it in about. 30 seconds. And I was still relatively new moment maker at this point. Um, and so we just kept chatting and we talked about everything. He talked about how he loves coming up to Canada. We talked about how he likes cycling. We talked about everything not related to his interactions with Serta Pro and the crew that was, um, that had done work for him. So during the call, I realized I'm like, I'm not doing anything. I've been on the phone for like 10 minutes. I'm not, I'm not sending any messages. I'm not getting any information. So I reached out to my support and I'm like, I have this gentleman on the phone. I've answered his question and we're just chatting. And she's like, yeah, that's okay. And I was kind of blown away. I'm like, what do you mean that I'm not doing anything? Like I'm not, I'm not working. I'm not, I haven't sent a message. We're not even, I felt like I was wasting time. I felt like I was not being efficient. I thought in that moment, all my numbers are working against me. I'm doing the wrong thing because efficiency was ingrained into my brain. I stayed on the phone with this gentleman for, I think about 30 minutes. I'll never forget him. I'll never forget his story. I'll never forget everything that we talked about. But I realized that I was doing something for him and just having that connection, just being in the moment, creating that meaningful interaction at that time, in that moment, doing exactly what TLS pledges to do. I realized that in that moment, that I don't even have to talk about my brand to do my job. And we had a great conversation. And I still felt weird after I was like, but I didn't do anything. I had to be reassured. <laughs> yes, Emma, you did. You did just fine. And no, you're not going to get in trouble for being on a call for half an hour because you yeah. did something. You, you were there for the customer. You were their sounding board. You were whatever they needed to be on that phone call. You were, were they happy when they hung up the phone? Yes. Well, then you did fine. So that was yeah. learning for me. That was a good one for me. Probably my favorite call. It's that full circle moment of having that impact yes and whatever he was calling in for whatever mood he was in 30 minutes later he's getting off that phone going sir that's great <laughs> see because he left with a different face and feeling than he called yeah. in with yeah but in this context i had to learn that in this situation that was okay you were doing exactly what you needed to do you were there for your customer which is what we pledged to do that's what you yeah. were there for so yeah, that was my favorite call. It's those two different paths of we both we need to do both of them. We need to right. provide the service that is expected of us and we need to create that moment and make that moment and engage with that person and leave them feeling happy That's or right. heard at the very very least. Right. So even thinking about moment maker and if you like break it down and think about like what really does that mean? Right? So moment. Think about a moment. What's a moment? It's right now right? It's a, it's a portion in time. It's a snapshot. It's just a moment, but then to make is an action. You make something of that moment. It is, it's important. It's impactful. And you can use that moment to create, you can create feelings. You can create inspiration. You can create direction. You can create drive. It's powerful. It's magical. It's, it's creative. And so 
like really living in the moment and creating those meaningful interactions by living in the moment when you really break it down to all the words and what they mean. So impactful. You, you make change. You change how people feel. You can change how people think. So it's, it's the moment maker is a heavy, it's a big word. It's a bigger word than you think. Yes. It's, it's a word that you could say someone may laugh. Someone may be confused. It is that conversation starter, but when you do break it down, whether you break it down literally or just what it takes to make that moment, Mm -hmm. um, it's huge. Yeah. And it's not something that everyone can do. No, you're right. Not everyone can do customer service jobs. Not everyone can do this type of a a people-based, people-oriented, people-driven, especially in the technological world that we live in. Everyone relies so heavily on technology or algorithms or programs or, you know, AI-directed direction. Um, I mean, people were here first. AI doesn't feel what humans feel. Like there's a huge disconnect between human feeling and technology and all of this and, and people really are at the core of where it's at. For sure. So if we had a new moment maker join us and they had no experience or have never dealt with a customer or customer service situation before, what would your one piece of advice be for that new moment maker in how to handle their first interaction? I think my advice is twofold. Um, I think first understanding your brand, knowing your brand and sort of the situations and how you are to react to them. If you know that well enough that you don't have to think about it in the forefront of your mind, then you can focus on your active listening and you can focus more on your customer, on your interaction and sort of brainstorm how to action it or what you can do for that person rather than what am I supposed to say next? What do I say next? Yes. Right. So knowing your brand study, 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 take your time, study, rehearse, say things out loud so that when you are on your interactions, you're not thinking about those things. You're fairly comfortable with them and you're able to use your brain power and your energy to actively listen to your interaction um, and think about what you need to do or what you can do rather than stressing about the bolded script that you need to be saying at that time. So advice is twofold. First study, study, know your brand so that you can be in the moment more clearly. I listened to several different podcasts in a week, and this is going to be a very pop culture based example, but Rob Lowe has a podcast and he was telling a story about working with Robert Downey Jr. and how Robert Downey Jr.'s way of memorizing his lines and learning his script is knowing it so well that 95% of his scenes are improv. Hmm. No idea what the script is. Yeah. He knows it so well that he can, he knows the character and he's done that much preparation. He can just go with it and the script flies out the window, but the story is there. Right. So he's not thinking about what the character has to say. He's, 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 he is the character in that moment. And so the thought of I'm acting, what do I say is not happening. And he's, he's in it. He's living it. Yeah. Which is a fantastic segue to how I like to close these out in what's the one thing that you try to do both personally and professionally to live in the moment. Just pay attention. Listen. (laughs) 
Honestly, it is. It's so simple. It is. It sounds dumb, but it really is. It's just slow down, pay attention. Someone's talking to you, shut off the rest of your brain and listen to what they're saying to you. Open your eyes and look at, read the room, right? Look around and see things. You see, I see a look on my son's face, you know? Okay, I'm going to notice that. I might have a few questions. It's just being in the moment, not being distracted by other noise that you don't need to be hearing anyway, because a lot of our world is very toxic and there's a lot of noise. Um, so being able to tune out the noise and the junk and focus on what matters, that's really what I, I do try to do, especially with TLS, I'm learning to be a little better at it. I've learned to put words to feelings or attitudes that I'd not been able to put words to before, just in going through TLS and the vibe of, of this company. Um, so I just try every day to be selfless, pay attention to others and really just shut out the noise. Um, for me, it's all about just trying to be positive, happy, loving, supporting of everyone. Um, and so that does involve being selfless. And it really is just as simple as pay attention, slow down, actively listen, consider others, put yourself in their shoes especially this year, it's really been my resolution is the word, but I'm just, I just want to be this way going forward and yeah. just try to handle everything with, with positivity and, and really just shut out the noise and the negativity and focus on, on what matters, stick to it, stick to the point, understand questions for ask questions for understanding, not for judgment and acting on whatever information you have to make things better. I love it. I think I'm a little inspired. Yay. Good. <laughs> I'm going to take you. on the rest of the day and just pay attention. <laughs> right. It can be that easy, but at the same time, sometimes it's so hard. I know. Because we do am, we have a yeah. lot of things going on and there are a lot of things going in the background in our minds. And it is, you know, it's always trying to creep through, but sometimes, you know, it's time to focus on this. So this is what I'm paying attention to right now. I always equate myself to Doug from up. Where it's like squirrel and just whole new, whole new thing yes. to pay attention to every five Yeah, shiny seconds. things are distracting. I yeah. get that too. Yeah. Distracted by shiny things, hundred um, percent. But again, just paying attention and realizing, oh, I'm being distracted. I should probably focus. Yeah, it's it's kind of like like I even tried meditating for a while. That didn't stick. But it's that general practice of it's okay to wander, but register that you've wandered. That's right. And check back in. Yep. Being self-aware. We're all, we're all going to go off on different paths within our mind while we're paying attention to something, but realize that you've done that and back to paying attention. That's right. Self-awareness for sure. Yeah. Again, paying attention, not just to others, but also paying attention to yourself so that you can be better and actively listen and just be in the moment. It's, it yep. sounds complicated, but it's not, but at the same time, it can be hard to do. It's a choice. I find things are a choice. It's a decision, right? I'm going to, I'm going to choose not to be distracted by this drama that's going on. And I'm just going to choose to, I'm getting calls now and I'm going to talk to all my happy people and I'm going to let them get me happy. And just using that energy and that power to stay in the moment, you know, deal with that right. distraction, you know, my shifts over at whatever time. So that's the time I'm going to deal with that right now. This is what I'm doing. I like it, but that can be hard. It's always improving every day everybody is a work in progress every day yes. every day absolutely 
Well, thank you so, so much. This was, I never go in with any expectations, but if I did have any expectations, this blew them out out of the water. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for, for generously giving me your time today um, and chatting with me as well. My pleasure. Anything for you, buddy. Oh, thank you. Your response of put me in coach just made oh, my day. Put me in, always see, because it's automatic. I just, yes, participate, please. Remember I was raised yes. in that generation where we got the participation ribbon just for showing up. Oh, same. That wasn't good enough for me. I want to earn it. <laughs> like, I'm I love here. It. I don't deserve a ribbon. I'll do something for the ribbon. Sure. So yes, always. Well, it's like a gut reaction. The hand just goes up, put me in. Yes, please. Yeah. If I feel it all, I can do it. Yes. Put me in, sign me up. I'm in. I like it. Yeah. Like I said, I want, I, I'm, I want to be involved. Great. I don't, I want to seat at the table. I want a voice. I want to hand in the cookie jar. I'm a half a control freak. So I want to be in there. I don't, I'm going to, I'm going to steal that from now on. I'm half a control freak. It's yours. I like it. Thank you for, uh, thank you for your time, your inspiration and, um, just for being you. Well, thank you. Well, thank you so much for thinking of me and asking me to be here. I appreciate that. I'm complimented. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for saying yes. <laughs> always, always, <laughs> always. I will say yes. <laughs> if I think I can do it at all, I will be there. I got your back. I support you. <laughs> thank you. I'm thank glad you, I can get on you. Um, I will lend you back to Serta and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Bye, Bye. now. Wow, wow, wow. I love how passionate Emma is about everything she talks about. If you're an avid listener of this series, you know I like to ask everyone the same set of questions. I just think it opens up the conversation to more opportunities. This conversation, however, was so different in that Emma managed to answer about 90% of these questions just by being herself and telling me about herself right off the bat. I had so much fun getting to know her more. I hope you all have an incredible rest of your week. Thank you so much for spending time with me today, and we'll see you next week. Sometimes you need someone there for support. Sometimes you need a little gin.